if you want to make a better marriage, make a better you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it, you cannot wait for your spouse to change. My counselor was like, he may never want to change. Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the BKF podcast. We are so excited that you're here with us and we have some amazing friends with us. Casey and Megan Kasten, it is great to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having us. Yes, you guys, you probably, most of you, some of you probably have heard of Casey and Megan through their ministry, which is called Marriage 365. Um, they are absolutely amazing, put out a ton of great content for marriages, mm -hmm. um, dating, single, I mean, they hit it, hit it out of the park, all of it. But just a little bit about them, just want to tell you, they have been married 18 years, so we got lots that we can learn mm. from them. They have two kids and a dog. What's the doggy's name? Oh, Hobie. Yeah. Hobie, oh, I love that. Currently, he's our favorite family member. Oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I love that. He doesn't that. talk back. That's yes. funny. You know. Yeah. That helps. That, is, that does help. Um, so Casey and Megan met in college, quickly got engaged, engaged and married. Um, they founded Marriage 365 to help couples discover hope, healing, and happiness. They have a monthly webcast, book series, and premarital course available to everyone. So we're going to let you know how you can check them out later on at the end of the podcast and where to go and all the goods. And you guys, y'all got it going. And we're excited to have you. I, yeah. I, I really, it's really been a pleasure to get to know you. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And and to to call your call you guys friends, it's mm -hmm. just been uh, a really great experience for us. But tell us more about your story. How Marriage Three Sixty Five came about. Tell us about you know your family, your dynamics. Just anything you want the audience to know. Absolutely. Well, uh, it was love at first sight for us, mm. and uh, dated quickly, got engaged, and then once we got married. You know, who knew that between 12 sets of parents, between our, our both sets of parents, there's 12 marriages. Mm -hmm. wow. so my mom's on her sixth. Yeah. That it would mess up the way we'd look at our, each other, our expectations for mm -hmm. each other, the way we communicated, dealt with conflict. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, by year three, we were, we were done. Yeah. We were done. We were $250,000 in debt. We were struggling with infertility. Mm -hmm. We had in-law issues. I mean, we truly feel like we're the least likely to succeed in marriage couple. And mm. we, when we say we were done, we hated each other. Yeah. There was mm. no more love. We really believe when we got married that if we had love in God, that was all we needed. Mm -hmm. And what happened? What happened to the love? What happens when you don't feel love anymore? Yeah. And we knew from example, oh, you just have an affair and get divorced and try to marry someone else. And mm. that's just the cycle yeah. that our parents mm. taught us. Yeah. Um, and so I just remember going, I can't. I can't imagine, I just never imagined that my life would be like this. Mm. Yeah. And so uh, I- we, we felt like we had made the worst decision oh, possible. Oh, mm, for sure. It was, it was very it was palpable, the, the, the rage and anger, and mainly because the expectations that we had over each other, mm -hmm. yeah. over where we should be. Yeah. Mm. And the worst part of it was I was involved in ministry. Mm. And I couldn't share it with anybody. Wow. Yeah. Because there's an expectation. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't have it all together. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. so much shame. So um, I remember I begged him to go to counseling. He wouldn't go. 
So I went to an amazing counselor, and for 45 minutes, she let me badmouth him and tell all my stories about <laughs> my marriage was where it was at because of him. It was his fault, right? And she just listened <laughs> and she validated some things. Not the, towards the end, she said something that completely changed everything in my life. Hmm. And I will never forget. She said, okay, so what we can do is we can continue to have you come weekly and you can talk about your husband. Now, he's not here to defend himself, so I don't know his side. Um, and I can validate you and I can just be that safe person for you and we can do some healing from your childhood and all that. She goes, or option two, I can help you become a healthy person. Wow. I can teach you how to communicate. I can teach you how to stop unhealthy behaviors. Mm -hmm. I can teach you how to forgive them. I can teach you all these things. I'm so glad I chose number two. Yeah. So he did not go to counseling with me again. I wasn't, I, I wasn't into it because I was still angry. Yeah. yeah. But then what happened was we would get into it and she would set a, a boundary to say, I'm not going any further with you in this conversation until you can calm down. Yeah. And I lost a sparring partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and I started seeing this change within her. I see joy coming back to her life. And I got jealous. Yeah. Yeah. And in, wow. in kind of at Marriage 365, one of the things we say is if you want to make a better marriage, make a better you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it, you cannot wait for your spouse to change. My counselor's like, he may never want to change. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. if you want to get healthy because you want to be a healthy person, mm -hmm. spiritually, mentally, physically, I can work with you because you're willing. Yeah. But, and then the hope and the prayer is that you would have a positive influence over your spouse. Mm. So, I did that on my own for 13 months. Wow. Well, and what I love is that story is not just unique to your situation. There are a lot of marriages that are out there. And then that three-year romance is over part that are going, how am I going to get through tomorrow? Yep. Yes. Um, and, 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 and fulfill the dream that I had when we got married, which is a long-term marriage and, and great partnership. Yes, and I'm a control freak, so I, I like to say I'm a recovering <laughs> control freak, but I'm a type A, I like, I like to, you know, and so that was one thing that I learned in that season was what do I have control over? Oh, just me. Yeah. yeah. My words, my actions, my forgiveness, my behavior, my relationship with God. Because yeah. I tried the nagging, the complaining, I manipulated, mm. yeah. I ignored, awesome. I tried the positive reinforcement. <laughs> Nothing got this, this guy right here that said yeah. he was in it for life yeah. Yeah. to come on board with me. And so over that 13 months, I really did. I also like just forgave him. He didn't even ask for forgiveness. I yeah. said, I just, I, I could see him that he was hurting. We were yeah. both hurting, you know? Yeah. And to clarify where our marriage was at, it wasn't just all his fault. I finally had realized through all yeah. that process, wow, I'm just as unhealthy as he is, yeah. you know? And so I started apologizing for things randomly. And he'd be mm. like, he didn't know what to do, you yeah. know? It, it caught me so off guard. Yeah. 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 And so then slowly it, yeah. we started to, he, I remember one night we were in our one bedroom apartment. He like fell to his knees crying and he's like, whatever you're doing, I need yeah. to do. No, wow. I was so jealous of, mm. of seeing such a life transformation for Megan. Mm. Was, I was all in. Yeah. So we slowly repaired our marriage over the years, yeah. Yeah. Um, had our kids and, um, his, his old boss asked us a question and said, you know, what are you going to be doing for the kingdom? And I didn't have an answer being a control freak. That really bothered me. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm going to be a mom and a wife. He's like, no, but like, what are you going to do? Like, what are your gifts that God's given you yeah. that you're going to do? And so I wrestled with that for weeks yeah. and God speaks to me in dreams. Mm. And one night he gave me a dream that Casey and I were going to be the voice for marriage for the next generation to come. Which, mm. which when she shared that with me, I thought that was some sort of divine joke. Yeah. 
Because I felt like we were the least likely to succeed. Because we are. Mm. We had no skill sets, no talent when it came mm. to like negotiating intimate relationships. Yeah. So for us to actually step in front of a microphone or start sharing these raw and vulnerable stories of how about mm. how we failed, stories that had been hidden, Ooh, yeah. and yeah, we're like, yeah. we're gonna put that under the bed, and then like, you know, we're gonna bury yeah. it really deep. Yeah. Um, you know, it was that was like. Really hard to like. Yeah, I'm gonna have to tell this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And once we started to do that, we recognized that people said, well, "We have the same exact story." Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were so afraid to share that story, mm-hmm. but once you shared it, it's like we're not alone anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I and I do believe that the, you know, the hardest thing for us to do is to raise our hand and say, "I need help," especially yeah. when it comes to relationships, because mm-hmm. that should be the most natural thing. Right. right, like we talk about sex life, right? Mm. Sex should be this. You know, we have this great sex drive. We get in the bedroom and we just do our thing. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> we don't need to get help about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's just something that comes so natural. And so when you have this distance between like where your relationship, where you think your relationship should be, yeah, and where it is, yeah, yeah, that pride for me, kept mm-hmm. me back from saying, I need help, or mm-hmm. this is yeah. too far of a distance. Yeah. And so it was re- like the scariest and most vulnerable thing, like walking out on a stage naked kind of a thing, yeah. Yeah. to say, here's the story about how I slept on the couch on our honeymoon night, because I threw a temper tantrum, because I wanted a round two. Because mm. <laughs> I was selfish, and I waited all this time, and you're not giving me another round on my wedding night, and I threw a temper tantrum. Yeah. I don't want to say that story. Okay, yeah. and to clarify, wait, oh. wait to clarify, okay. <laughs> what? I still, to this day, I'm like a hard sleeper. Like nine hours a night, okay. I don't wake up for earthquakes. We live in California where there's yeah. earthquakes. Yeah. I don't wake up for earthquakes. Yeah. Like, so that's why. I didn't like go, no, I don't even remember rejecting him. No, I, and I know, and that's the, the irony of it. Is, I was it asleep. wasn't like a purposeful thing, yeah. but guess what? He took I it. took it personally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. so crazy how that, that when you look back, you, you want to point the finger and then you go, wow, mm-hmm. guess who had the yeah. most mm-hmm. skewed yeah. expectations yeah. of how a marriage should go? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think that is, you know, uncommon. I think, no. it, and we talk a lot about expectations and uh, actually talk about, one of my favorite things to talk about is death by expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these, mm-hmm. these, these things that you learn, see, do, whatever before marriage and then all of a sudden you have a spouse that's in your bubble that you're mm-hmm. you know having to live and breathe and talk to and and live life with yeah and you may have an expectation that is totally a meet yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's unmatchable yeah you just can't get there absolutely um, and if that is the the thorn in your side mm-hmm. that always controls your actions and your words I mean where are you going to go? Absolutely. Um, right. Yeah. We, so, we have a huge chart. When I say we have a huge chart for premarital, yeah. mainly because that's the time to start yeah. and set the mm. right and realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like, how do you get to a marriage? How do you save a marriage? You save it before it even starts. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and now I feel like I'm actually wanting to go even further to say it's how we date now. Mm-hmm. How we date is also messing up the way yeah. we show up for relationships mm-hmm. because we're dating the wrong ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So t- long story short, he officiates weddings. He's officiated over 700 weddings. Wow. And so God gave me this dream. God also, just random people would come with the gift of prophecy and be like, you guys are gonna do something for marriage. Again, we're mm-hmm. thinking, us? God, are 
we doubted, not gonna yeah. lie. It, we yeah. were very afraid. It was mm -hmm. like, I think you've got this wrong. <laughs> you lived in fear for a while. Like, yeah. I don't think you're picking the right couple. Yeah. And as he was officiating weddings, he noticed the same thing. These couples didn't have any support, any yeah. mm -hmm. resources, especially the ones mm -hmm. outside of the church. Yeah. And so we, uh, he got in a really bad car accident on Christmas Eve in 2012. Mm. And I mean, you can share yeah, the story, there was, but. There was a moment where I remember the car being on its side, uh, uh, I got T-bone going through an intersection, kind of spun mm. around, then rolled through the intersection. And I was mm. driver's side high, and I knew that I was facing oncoming traffic, and I mm. thought, oh my gosh, if I get hit, mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing yeah. gonna save me. And there was a moment where, it was like a clarifying moment. God's like, are you, if, if this is it, there's yeah. nothing to rewrite. Yeah. Did you live your life in fear and hold back, mm. or were you ready to embrace this, calling the adventure that I have in front of you. Wow. The week later after that, I, I mean, not a scratch on my body, walked out of the hospital, no problems at all. And it was like one of those miracle stories. Wow. A week later, we started Marriage 365 and have never looked back and God has been so good. And so we, yeah. we really, we provide online resources for couples yes. around the world. I mean, we have written books and we speak and things like that. But we're but best known for our membership that gives yeah. couples access to videos where yeah. we're sharing raw stories about yeah. typically how we failed, mm. but then here's how we overcame, you know, setting boundaries, yeah. how to talk about sex, about money, really the awkward conversations. Mm. Yeah. So we have these webcasts, we have courses, we have like a, a, a checkup that you can take to see yeah. awesome. where we at and some great helpful worksheets, but yeah. it's crazy. Wow. Well, I love it. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of anybody, anything that pours into, pours into marriage. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I just, I believe that it's the core of Absolutely. what God designed us to do on yeah. earth. And it's such yes. a reflection of his love. Hmm. Um, and there's so many attacks on it. Well, uh, well, yeah. And we've said this before, you know, God created, created us in his image and marriage. It's a part of who he is. Mm -hmm. He created it and the yeah. enemy hates that. Okay. And so, and you know, I love that, you know, you guys love pre-marriage work. Scott's, that's like his specialty. He mm -hmm. loves pre-marriage yeah. <laughs> um, because there's such an, I think, an identity attack in that. Like, and yes, it does happen in marriage, but prior to marriage, mm -hmm. you know, knowing whose you are and dating healthy and being healthy and whole in your singleness prior to going into marriage. Yeah. It, Be because two healthy people make a healthy marriage. Yeah. Right. And so, it, I mean, obviously we're always growing, we're learning, we're becoming more self-aware. Yeah. We always are. But if, if you are healthier and have dealt with your past and at yeah. least yep. are more self-aware, you have such a better chance of having a successful marriage. And yeah. I think when we can see our, when we understand and know how God sees us, then we can understand and know how God sees our spouse. Mm -hmm. So then yeah. our prayers change from God change him because <laughs> he's doing this. God make him a better husband. But then we're saying, God, show me mm -hmm. how you see Scott, God, show me, um, or, you know, or, uh, give or, me grace, or, give me patience yeah. for this man. That's really hard to love, but I know that you love, love him. him. Yes. But yes. right now I don't. So you have to give me spirit. Yeah. Can I just say that there's, there's many a prayers that I can remember. And I know a lot of other people have had these prayers. Yeah. God, give me a great marriage mm. and do nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there is a sense of yes. I, but the work that I really want to do inside of marriage is inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just, and, and I think that that God give me a great marriage is give me a spouse that just will cook 
clean, yeah. not mm. complain, yeah. not nag. Yeah. And and I I think that there is a bit of practicality that comes mm-hmm. into. Absolutely. I always felt like, you know, m- there's no theology in marriage. It's it's like practical theology in yeah. marriage, right? It's it's everything that God has taught us on how to live and represent Him. And it, the first place it gets meted out mm-hmm. is in the home, yeah. you know. And I think about what you were saying is uh, how God sees, you know. Our, his relationship with us in that picture of marriage. And then at the garden, everything was broken. And really with man, like our, the first place we were broken was inside. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that's like where it first starts. I mean, I would say first with God. Yeah. Surely. But then the first next place is, is with himself Mm -hmm. Mm. and, and working through that is, the key to then being able to express that, like I'm a loving God first, but then how do I express that to love others? Yeah. Well, we've got a, there's like a little train station within ourselves. And I think we live in a very distracted culture. Mm -hmm. We live in a very busy culture that allows us to move from relationship to relationship, which is why Mm -hmm. what you guys are doing is so important because it's marriage to marriage to marriage. And when Mm -hmm. when I asked my mother, who's been married six times, Kind of like a, yeah. Why? How? Yeah. There's no statistics that talk about you know after after six. You yeah. know, um, she looked at me and she said, "I just don't know how to pick them." Hmm. I was like, "Wow." Oh. Like so, no self reflection, no yeah. time to really like go. There's something broken here, yeah. right? And so that just a distraction to say, you know, I'm just going to find a new relationship, a new novel experience. Yeah. And so many people do that from from family to family to yeah. family, yeah. leaving a trail mm-hmm. of broken people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I would go as far as to say, you know, just on that statement that your mom made, I don't know how to pick them. Nobody knows how to pick them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no pick them. Yeah. There is a commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a commitment to work on the commitment. Mm-hmm. And intentionality. It happens every single day mm-hmm. through whether that is counseling, I'm a huge proponent of counseling. Yes. Yeah, very huge. Um, us too. But he I'm is also now. he is now. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm also a proponent of marriage conferences. I'm also mm-hmm. a proponent of online resources. Mm-hmm. I mean, we live in the digital world yes. that can help you. Yeah, like use it, you're at. use it. I'm to sure the everyone's one watching this on the, a screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> use it to the one advantage that's going to pay the most yeah. dividend. Yes, yeah. that's well, going to get you closer to your spouse. It's a daily self act. It's a dying of self to every single day. And yeah. when you said when you were talking about pride, I mean that you hear that there's that saying that's um, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Pride is the pitfall of humanity, and that's it right. tells us that. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit with a fall. So anywhere that that's at mm-hmm. in our lives, and, and, and pride is a form of self-control. That's what it is. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we want it. We, we want to be in control. We want to, we always want to um, control the outcome mm-hmm. or know what the outcome is oh, going yes. to be. But Or in well, the case of marriage, know what our spouse is going to say or, or what they're yeah. going to do. So I actually have a question for you, Scott. Yeah. Um, so why do you think we live in a, culture where people neglect investing in their relationship with these resources, conferences, mm, books. That's a good one. I want to hear from you. Um, I think people, I think the first thing is people expect their marriage to be easy. Uh-huh. And I don't know why, because nobody will tell you it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody <laughs> will point. tell you that it's easy, but people expect 
intimacy to be normal. Mm-hmm. And they expect it to stay the same mm-hmm. all the time. Great here, great all the time. Mm-hmm. They don't uh, anticipate seasons. We have children, you have children. Mm-hmm. We know that is tough. And it, it, people innately become selfish. That's good. Because, you know, as parents, mm-hmm. we are in the business of giving. Yeah, as, as a spouse, we are giving. Mm-hmm. Every day from wake up to bed, we are in that giving spirit. And I think a lot of people don't find that joy in giving. Mm-hmm. They find joy in receiving. Yeah. Let me have my time, let me have me time, let me mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. do this for me. Um, and I think if they reversed the way they considered where they get joy, if they found joy in giving. Yeah. Uh, and again, all this is right from Jesus, yeah. right yes. from yes. the way no, he told us so marriage true. was gonna be. Fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. yeah, so we, so we live in a very what? selfish, yeah, I just right. Think, and marriage is selfless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is why I think again we we go into marriage with a very skewed yeah. expectation. Like, yeah. well, you're gonna meet my needs. Well, we call it the yeah. love drug, though. I mean, when you're dating, yeah. you're on. Everybody is. They're yeah. on yeah. the love drug. You're yeah. you're choosing to see the positive of each other. There's negative stuff there, yeah. but you choose to look at the positive and overlook the things that are there. Yeah. And when you get married, that's all you want to focus on is the negative. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're saying that I don't get to pick between 30 eligible bachelors on the fantasy island? No. <laughs> you want to choose bachelors? You know, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I said this the other day on a podcast. Everybody wants the 75-year marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we all look at it and we're like, oh. Yeah. They, they passed away a month and they were married 50, 75, 75 years. years and yeah. you look at it and it's so beautiful. And then nobody wants to talk about how hard it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody, no, nobody can imagine that. Yeah. Uh, think about it this way. I mean, we celebrate milestones in marriage. 20 years, huge milestone. Mm-hmm. Our grandparents, grandparents, they didn't do that. It was like 50, 60, 70 years. Yeah. It's just a different, we think about it different today. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I do believe, and I'm just going to throw some hope in here <laughs> for those people like, let me not get married now. Um, I do believe that that marriage is making a strong comeback in terms of commitment. Mm-hmm. And I believe that marriage is, although under attack. It's trending up. They are, there's more resources, there's more people that are praying into marriages mm-hmm. than I think ever before. And and I'm well, hopeful for, for the next and, generation. I mean, and that's why we love, like, having you guys on here. I mean, the resources that you have and how you're so transparent and vulnerable. I mean, the word says like we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. So it's literally bringing the things out from under the bed Mm -hmm. and exposing them in the light and saying, Hey, like we've walked through this, you know, blended families, it's messy and chaotic, but never fails. Anytime we put an episode out, we always get emails and DMS like that spoke Mm -hmm. to me that, you know, people Mm -hmm. resonate and resonate 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 um with what you've gone through it's a good word choice yeah yeah yeah. um but you know the same things that you go through and people you know they get hope and they get encouragement from that because they're like hey if megan and casey went through that and they've overcome and they've had restoration and redemption in their marriage Mm -hmm. so can we we can too yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah and we're products of blended families and yeah we had to do a lot of work to get there oh my gosh yeah so we're not a blended family Mm. but great story I was dating Megan, and I wanted her to meet my mom. Okay, and so, so um, at the time she was on her fourth marriage. Yes, yes. So, um, which at that time I thought was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Now we're on well, six. I, it is a lot. It is yeah, a lot. it is a lot. 
Um, so I, I bring her over to the house and, you know, I kind of explain the situation with my mom, you know, and we are having dinner, you know, with my mom, her fourth husband and two kids that he had from a previous marriage. Mm-hmm. And as we're just about to sit down for dinner, uh, there's a knock at the door and it's her third husband, a dad that I lived under his house for, for some season and I hadn't seen in a long time. So it was a little bit of like, a, oh, okay. <laughs> and he was dropping off their child that they had together. Your half-brother. Yes, my half. And so fourth husband's like, Joe, come on in. We've got an extra spot at the table. And we like all sit down and there's this this moment in time where I'm like, I'm like looking around going, Okay, so I'm from her first marriage. It's her fourth husband, the two kids that they he had from a previous marriage, her third husband, and a kid that they had together, and then Megan. And I'm like under the table grabbing his leg like is this normal? Because in my family with the yeah. divorces, nobody talks to any exes. Yeah. They're not in the same room. Even for like our kids' birthday parties, yeah. my mom and my stepmom won't be seen together. Wow. Yeah. Still, was, and that was, was like, 25 years ago. Yeah. They when still do we don't leave? talk. Yeah. When do we yeah. leave this situation, It was please. very odd. Yeah. 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 So even so, though we both came from like blended families, we had such different experiences with yeah. that. As where my family really pushed therapy, mm. and that's all I kind of knew growing up. Yeah. His family was very anti. There's so much different things that yeah. we had yeah. experience when we're growing up. So well, and that's the that's the the product of the sum is everybody comes from this different background. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and and you know, when you get married, even if you have a nuclear family, you're dealing with what happened in the past. What's their family situation mm-hmm. like? Mm. Um, but I just, I, I just can't get over. I, I love what you guys do. I love what mm-hmm. you represent. I love the resources you guys provide. It's just, uh, it's such a tremendous story and yeah. testament to to God's goodness yes. and what He can do in marriage. Yeah. 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 Well, we got, we pulled some questions and mm. we, we got a couple of juicy ones. So we're just going <laughs> to dive in guys. So are you ready? Can you handle this? I'm just yeah. joking. Um, okay. So a question for Casey and Megan, and we can all respond to this, but one of the questions was, do you believe God forgives divorces and allows remarriage? It's a very big question. You go for it. Are you going to say me go for it? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say this, that I am so overwhelmed by God's graciousness. Mm. Um, and again, if, it, if our relationship with God reflects a marriage relationship, mm-hmm. the graciousness to overlook our failures yeah. mm. and thinking that, you know, I, and I know that um, I'd probably say in, in a very biblical or Christian basis, there's a lot of shame around divorce or a lot of shame around premarital sex. There's some things that we kind of highlight, like this sin is worse than this sin. Right. Mm -hmm. And certainly there's different levels of consequences we will always have to face. If Mm -hmm. you have a divorce, there's consequences, Mm -hmm. irreparable damage that we will pass down to our children. No matter how good natured, no matter how friendly things become, or we just kind of fell out of love as we hear in Hollywood. There is a rupture that happens. Yeah. Mm. But God does not see that yeah. through the lens of, oh, well, that's worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I do think that we have to see him as the, the, the groom that rejoices over his bride. So good. Yeah. In Zephaniah 3.17, right? Yeah. He rejoices over us with singing. That's yeah. his face towards us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to quiet us in our regret, our anxiety, our depression, our independence, 
Mm. Our mean streaks, he's still going to quiet us with his love. And so while divorce is obviously with blended blended kingdom families, like this is, you're dealing with the rupture of that. You're dealing with the consequences of it. It's not a something that we also need to let go ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to like say, you know what? I'm washed by his blood. I am cleansed. Yeah. And he rejoices over me. Doesn't make life easier though. No. No. Does no. not make life easier. I, I do think too it really helps to have people who have that same mindset. Yeah. To have a support system around you because I do know that there are Christians and family members that will judge you, that will make you feel this small, that will feel that shame that you're already feeling. And you don't want that. You really want to protect yourself and protect who you're around. And you want to have people in your life that are speaking love and forgiveness and reminding you of God's truths. Can I also say though, we, because we hear from hundreds of messages a day on Instagram. And I would say almost we hear the flip side too, is that God hates divorce. So I will allow an abusive spouse yeah. to take advantage of me, mm. to harm me. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's, I think it's, t- this is not a marriage, right? Yeah. Yeah, at a certain point you have to say, what are we defining as marriage? Mm-hmm. Is it two people trying to work through life as a team? Mm. They make their mm. they foibles and, you know, they yeah. fart in the car with the windows rolled up. Yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah. That still happens. But, um, yeah. At least but, that happens in our marriage. I don't yeah. know. It That's is a bit hilarious. abusive today. That is too funny. Um, but, but when someone is yeah. just flat out refusing to participate yeah. and yeah. is contrary, mm-hmm. at a certain point you do have to draw a line and say, is this really a marriage? Yeah. Or is this, are we calling this a marriage? But yeah. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually time to move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think the question at its core, and a lot of people have this question, mm-hmm. and, and they look at it as a this or that. And the way that I answer the question is, is what did Jesus tell us? Ask for forgiveness and you'll be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you won't live with consequences mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Right. But when the eyes of the king, he says, forgiveness, I can grant that. Mm-hmm. And, and he also talks about, you know, blessing marriages. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we've said this a lot of times, you know, if you do marriage God's way, it'll be blessed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It will be. And, uh, and I think people need to remember what Jesus told us mm-hmm. and the way biblically it talks about forgiveness and what that really means. doesn't mean you won't live with consequences, but it mm-hmm. does mean that you can be forgiven. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of couples where, you know, they failed miserably on their first marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're doing this a second time. And ev- everyone that I know that's in a good place in their marriage and has worked really hard mm-hmm. to have that blended family that's yeah. healthy has said, it's actually a reminder about God's graciousness Absolutely. and mercy because I thought I was doomed. Mm-hmm. I didn't deserve a second chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But isn't that the father we yeah. follow? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he knew we were going to sin. We were going to be selfish. We were going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he just felt like I was just, I just was worthless. Yeah. And God's like, oh, no, no, that's not how I see you. Yeah. I see you so much different. So it's, uh, I, I love those mm-hmm. stories of redemption. Yeah. I think those are motivating for people struggling, the person writing in saying, yeah. I feel bad. I, I hear shit shame in that message, yeah. right? Yeah. And you want to want to give that over to Jesus and mm-hmm. say, because that's not how he wants us to live. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think even someone who's walked through divorce, you know, carrying that 
for so long. And that's why it's so good to be in community and to have counseling and pastoral care. Mm -hmm. And I remember meeting with a pastor and I was like, I'm never getting married again. <laughs> and she just spoke life and truth over me. And it was a moment where I actually, I had to seek repentance for my divorce because I had a part in that too. So seeking repentance, asking for forgiveness, but God, that is the old and this is the new. Like I am a new creation in you. Like that Vanessa in that life is, you know, no. And it, and I still carry the consequences of that because I have a son from that marriage mm -hmm. who, ha it, you know, deals with, you know, we, we go through things as a blended family. Yeah. But as an individual, I am a new creation in Christ. You know, the old, it is gone, you yeah. know, and I can rejoice and I can carry his grace. And that's why it's so important to, to have a daily prayer life, to have daily intimate time with the Lord, because I can literally walk into his throne room of grace, receive that, take that with me and extend it to Scott and my family and everyone that I meet with. One of the, one of our favorite books of the Bible, and we actually consider, you know, people say, is there, is there a book of the Bible that really covers marriage? And we go, yes, there's an entire book covering marriage. It's the book of Proverbs, mm -hmm. right? It is the book of Proverbs. And I, I always kind of joke. I mm -hmm. said, you know, uh, Marriage 365, we've stolen all of our content. I know, <laughs> I know people are into stealing, but we've stole it all. Uh, it's from the book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. We put, put it onto an internet meme and it goes, you know, viral. And that's, yeah. so and, and we translate it, you know, obviously in a, a way that anybody that's maybe not even believes the same things that we believe can mm -hmm. still take the wisdom of Proverbs, which the, the, um, the Hebrew word is a chokmah, mm -hmm. which is there is this thread of wisdom that if yeah. you mm -hmm. follow God's uh, laws, his mm -hmm. understanding of how the world works, how he created the world, life will come easier, right? Yeah. That a soft word spoken mm. quells, right? Yeah. You know, it's the, the, the way the Proverbs are written are, are so practical in nature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's, if we do follow God's mm -hmm. way, it, life is easier. You do have a blessed marriage. Mm. Yeah. But we are in a broken world. Mm -hmm. We yeah. make mistakes. And that doesn't change his love for us. I think if anything, it just complicates life. Yeah. Mm. Right? If we were all to be married and never divorced, that was never a thing, it would make for a very less complicated world. Yeah. Mm. But this is what we get to deal with. We get to deal mm. with the brokenness. And I think it's a light to there's there's something better for us for yeah. in the future. There's something happening yeah. for us, being prepared for us that's gonna be so magnificent. Mm -hmm. We're gonna look back and go, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> yeah. just it's just our marriage is just a taste of something that is to come where our groom will come and pick us up and we'll be enjoying this feasting, this celebration. Mm. It's beautiful. A celebration of of his marriage to us. Yeah. And I think for Marriage 365, this is one of the, the distinctives that we see is that God really wants that fragrance to be outside the walls of the church. And so mm -hmm. it's a, mm -hmm. a distinctive that's been a challenge at times because, you know, yeah. we just want to kind of, you know, Jesus loves you. This is what he yeah. wants for you. Yeah. But he's, he's actually really called us to say, I, I want you to be the apple pie on the windowsill with the fan behind it just going <laughs> yeah. out there where people would smell something and go, you know, what is that? I want yeah. more. I, I that want is that. something yeah. different. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really cool to be able, be able to sit down with people that 
Don't believe the same things that we believe, but to see them succeed in marriage yeah. is channeling God's heart because he realizes yeah. that, you know what, inside of marriage, there's a picture, hmm. a divine picture of something much more. <clears throat> and even if they're not in the tribe yet, yeah. yet, we just, you know, we sit back and we let the Holy Spirit do his thing and we're just there to deliver the pie. So oh, awesome. I love it. And I love that. Yeah. Well, guys, um, we're coming to the end, and we've, and we've loved man, chatting with you guys. So good. And, and audience, guys, if you're listening and you're like, man, we need more of this, Marriage 365, go check them out. But we want you to tell everybody where they can find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can go to marriage365.com, yep. and all of our resources are there. Awesome. Awesome. And then, well, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, well, and we always end with yes. the last question, which is, what is a blended kingdom family to you guys? Which really stumps me at first, right? <laughs> I would say it's two imperfect people who now know what not to do. Mm. They've made the mistakes, Mm. but they're two people who are willing to try everything and anything it takes to have a healthy marriage, Mm. but they got to rely on God. Yeah. Yeah. So good. If you, if you want success and you're doing this, you've got to invite God into that and you've got to choose love. Yeah. Every day, wake up and say, I'm going to choose. This is my life I chose. No one forced me to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, no one forced me to do any of this. I chose this life. So I'm going to now choose to wake up and love my spouse how God would love them. 365 days days a year. Yeah. Love that. There's a reason that. There's a reason why we call marriage. That number at the end actually really does mean something there. We say there's no vacation in marriage. No. There's not. Yeah. And and we hashtag everything with I choose love because yeah. really that's what we want into marriage, just feeling the love drug. And when that, that feeling goes, it's the same with God. Like some days yeah. we don't feel like loving God or we get mm-hmm. angry at God. Yeah. We can't base our relationship with Jesus on feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It's faith. It's prayer. Yeah. It's these daily habits that actually produce the good roots and, and the fruit. So it's so the same good. with marriage. I love it. Man, I love that. Well, you guys, we have just... It's been such an honor and a blessing to have you guys here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, and they'll be coming back. I mean, they have to just because. Oh, we love Texas. You know, we're coming back. They're coming back. Well, guys, thank you all for tuning in with us. If you haven't already, please take an opportunity, like, share, comment on this, leave a review on the Apple podcast. We will see you again soon. Yeah. Have a blessed day. All right, you guys, we love you. Be blessed in all that you do. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. We pray that this podcast blessed you today. Be blessed in all that you do.